Hello everyone, welcome back to a new episode of the Century Podcast. I'm your host Mehmet from Memli Coffee Lab and today we're going to talk about three things plus one extra that nobody tells you about regarding sensory skill and palate development. Yes, those are three, well actually four things that, um, that are kind of really uh, different from the classic uh, palate training um, that you can see out there that I realized throughout my seven, eight years in the coffee industry uh, that really nobody talks about. The very first thing is regarding all those, all the trainings, right? There's a lot of um, sensory training, sensory skill classes. We do even uh, do workshop on tasting and advanced tasting, which is, which is good. It's good to have and to go to those classes to learn how, uh, how to taste, to have references, um, things like the Cafe, things like the SCS sensory skills. Those really builds up the foundation of um, your sensory skill and your palate development. However, one, the first thing, one thing, the first thing that nobody tells you about is to train regularly. Yes, going to a tasting class uh, may, may open up your curiosity about coffee. That's why our um, sensory uh, classic coffee tasting class is, is for to really open up your uh, your eye on specialty coffee. Now, if you want to develop further, we have you know the advanced class, but it doesn't stop there because this is just a fixed uh, training in time. We need to actually train regularly in order to build up those connections in our memory. By training regularly and reducing things like, you know, sensitivity and um, thresholds. The classic thing, sweet, sour, salty, bitter, and umami, where we, where we mix water and, um, and sugar or water and salt, for example. Well, week after week, reducing the amount of, um, of salt, of sugar, increase, you know, our perceptibility of those uh, basic tastes, for example. But it's not something to do on one day, but to do regularly, weekly. Yes, both smell and taste. So we need to train the olfaction and the gustation or the taste regularly on a weekly basis. Even though uh, you know, I've passed all those tests about Le Nez du Café and the smell things, I still use Le Nez du Café and the smelling vials to recognize on a weekly basis because the idea is to create strong connection in your brain so that next time you're on the cupping table or you're trying to taste or score or guess the notes of a coffee, boom, it comes immediately. So first thing to improve your palate that nobody takes about, talks about is to train regularly your smell and your taste by tasting regularly, uh, doing those uh, concentration if you can do it, or with different uh, kind of coffees, wash naturals, etc., etc. The idea is to train your palate regularly. And here we're not about scoring, but really training. In training, it's not blindly or you 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 want to. It's not a test. It's really a, a training. But make sure you do it on a weekly basis. All right, that was number one. So. Participate to those classes, do those events or um, those workshops, but still train regularly. If you can, every week. If you can't, every two weeks. If you can, still every month, but at least do it regularly. Number two, which is actually counterintuitive to the first, <laughs> is to rest. Yep, to rest. You train regularly, but from time to time, take a break. 
take a break. It will feel really good on your palate. We have something called palate fatigue that I talk about a lot in another episode. And often um, when we taste coffee at a high volume, like um, like we do as a roaster, as a QC uh, manager or whatsoever, we're almost cupping and tasting every single day. Uh, if I think about it, I taste Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, Saturday as well. So five days out of seven. And every month or every you know five, six weeks, I take a break where I don't uh, I still taste for quality control, but instead of five times a week, I just taste Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I let the rest of my week, uh, not uh, not uh, tasting. This is not like not uh, drinking. I still drink coffee, but not tasting. There's a difference between drinking and tasting, right? Drinking, you just drinking, but tasting, you actually focused on uh, on the flavor, and that affects your energy level and also your palate fatigue. So it's always good to give you taste buds some rest. And I know it's counterintuitive compared to the first one, but it's often something they don't tell you about. So point number two, rest. Point number three now. Mm, let me taste this coffee. All right. Point number three. Try to cup, cup blindly. And I know it's hard because most of us are alone or with one uh, person or maybe two people max. But try to you know, put a little label and below your uh, cupping bowls or your tasting cups market and mix the order. Uh, the idea is not to have any bias. It's really important uh, so that you can have a more objective view about a coffee and you realize that, hey, maybe maybe that geisha is not as great as you think because if you think that the, that geisha was, um, and you know it's a geisha, you will tend to, to give a higher score. But if you blindly cup, I know that a lot of us with some experience, we can recognize naturals, we can recognize anaerobics, we can recognize geishas. But uh, because you're in a blindly setting, you won't be um, pushed to score higher. Therefore, it will be a more um, kind of true score about an Abordas coffee and that sourcing. That's what I do for most of my sourcing. I don't do it for my production because on my production is about matching the reference, right? But for all the sourcing, we do everything uh, blind. And it's amazing how sometimes um, a Katura or a Castillo Verde, which is known to be, it was known to be like kind of this little, yeah, all right cup of coffee can be exceptional, right? If it's farmed and sourced properly. So cup blindly will also help your uh, to develop your tasting skill more objectively rather than subjectively. That was the number three. So number one, train regularly. Number two, rest. Number three, cup blindly. And a little extra, cup with someone. And I know sometimes we cannot do that, but cup with someone, even if they are not a coffee lover, even if they are not coffee professionals, um, even if they are the totally outside of coffee, cup with someone all the time, all the time, all the time, and exchange and discuss. The idea of cupping with someone is to voice out your um, taste and your smell. 
Remember something I, I explained in anthropology and in, in how we sm- how our ability to smell is so hard and, and, and bad is because from a young age we, we are not taught to, uh, to voice out our uh, opinion on a smell. That's why we keep it inside and it just happened by, by, by accident, right? But thing smells like banana, it looks like this, so it's a banana. But with, by cupping with someone, it will force you to voice out what you're thinking about a coffee without, um, without having too much, uh, too much trouble because the idea is to have something to, uh, to revert back. Or if you are a little bit crazy like me, you can talk to yourself. Uh, but that requires some, uh, some level of craziness. Uh, but if you are willing to do that, do it. Like when you taste coffee, uh, you can put it on a camera, even if it's just for yourself. Um, but just voice it out. Talk while you are cupping. Talk while you are smelling. Uh, instead of just writing it down. It's good to write down for um, you know, tracking purposes and data purposes. But voice it out. Talk loud about it. Even if it's with, uh, with nobody. So, point number one. Train regularly. Very, very important. On a weekly basis. Train, train, train. Point number two. Two, rest from time to time because palate fatigue is something serious. Uh, point number three, cup blindly. And last but not least, cup with someone. Exchange your notes, exchange your impression, exchange your mood, your emotion with someone about a cup of coffee. And that's where you will build up more vocabulary around a coffee, get a feedback on one on what some someone is experiencing, maybe something different than than you. And the idea is not necessarily to to calibrate. Calibration is more when you cup with with other cuppers, more experience. The idea is to voice out your um, your your opinion. That's about it. Those four things that nobody tells you about, and I've, I haven't seen any article talking about those uh, those elements when training and improving your tasting skills. See you next time for more little tip if I find one.